coming to you with the best takes on the most talked about movies in the world today. Whether they're showing on the big screen or you're watching from a streaming service at home, we'll bring you up to speed on the films you need to see. This is Movie Fluence with your hosts, Mark and Trent. Hey, everybody, uh, my whole two viewers, thanks for jumping on with us today. Um, this is a little bit different than my original content. Um, <laughs> I usually do uh, gaming, but uh, for those that know me and know my good friend uh, Trent Skousen here, uh, we do movie flints, uh, which is where we essentially critique film and offer our candid, unprofessional opinion. Um, so <laughs> we're just like you, except we like movies a lot. Um, so yeah. yeah. They probably, I hope if they're watching, if they're interested in a movie podcast, they probably like movies too. I mean, I I would hope, right? Unless they just think so, you know we're attractive and you know yeah. So that's why if they're you here. Listened, if you haven't listened to the podcast before, um, we just do this for fun, but we love movies and this is a podcast for the common man. So we review, we go out, we see movies. Um, we're not trying to be super hypercritical or offer like. I don't know. We're not we're not the Met Gala here. We no. just, we we're not elitist. We're no. going to tell you as a common person, if you're a family man, if you're a single person, I, like should you go to this movie? Is it worth your time and money? Well, and 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 I think that's that's, you know, everyone's looking for that, right? Like is it worth your time? So, and actually, so and, and I'm just going to go off the cuff here. So, we watched Dune. Okay? And Wait, are we uh, starting the, are we, is this the actual podcast we're starting now? Oh, yeah, we're starting it, man. Oh, okay. Like, I, yeah. I, I didn't know if this well, was you, for your Twitch stream or not. No, no. So I just wanted to kind of give everyone an explanation <laughs> of kind of like what it is because it's different, right? Like, this isn't a video game, right? So, but uh, but no, yeah. So basically, and just for everyone that, that again, just so we know, Movie Fluence, if you see streams like this, they're going to be reviews. They're going to go into movies. So if you're not down for that, See you later, right? But we're having fun. We're going to talk about movies right now. So no games, movies. Um, and y'all can chat us your opinions. Let us know if we have a bad take, right? Like, I, I want to <laughs> see that. Like, if people are in the chat and they're like, that's garbage, I want to hear it, right? So anyways, um, but yeah, so we saw Dune. Of all the movies, man, we saw Dune. And uh, Wow. Yeah, wow, wow, wow. That's all I have to say. Like, you know, it was uh it was it was uh visually stunning, man. Just visually stunning. So amazing. Beautiful movie. Um for anyone that knows uh Dennis Villeneuve or if I'm saying his name correct, um he's dude, he's got like this man's a heavy hitter, dude. So, he's got a lot of good movies on his uh on his roster. Um, he directed Enemy with Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, he directed, um, I got a couple of those movies up. He directed, excuse me, as I get that all pulled up here. I had it pulled up, but then I had to close it. Yeah, but I'll say too. Yeah, you um, go ahead and you go ahead and talk here, Trent. Yeah, so we, this was kind of a, the dune was a, one of the reasons that i think we wanted to to get this podcast going again and and for if, if if this is your first time um we have been doing this podcast we did it we did a bunch of episodes um about a year and a half ago 
uh, Mark and I, and then we also had an, a third person with us on several of them. Tyler, he's our, he's our good buddy. Um, and, uh, I mean, he may still make an appearance here and there, but, um, for right now it's just going to be Mark and I, um, but Dune was a movie that we, we, we kind of took a hiatus. I, I moved away. I moved out of state. That's why we're on webcam right now and not sitting mm-hmm. in the same place. Yeah. Um, and you know, life just happens. Uh, I know that both of us welcomed little, we've little got, ones to the family. We've got kids. So yeah, like, like life gets in the way. And, uh, I think that this, but, but this movie coming out, like there are so many mixed reviews. If you haven't seen oh, it yet, yeah. and, and we're a little bit late to the party. I know it's been out for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, but, but the thing is, is this movie had so many mixed reviews. We were like, dude, we got to see this movie and tell people straight up if it's worth their time or not. Cause some people hate it. Some people love it. And we just need to, yeah, we need to speak our minds. Oh yeah. And, and yeah, so we may be a little bit late, but like, my gosh, man. Um, better late than never. This movie was, this movie deserves to be talked about. Um, and I'll explain why. So anyways, I have some of Dennis Villeneuve's uh, filmography. And so, Trent, we've actually watched a couple of these movies. Enemy, for one. Um, I don't know if you remember Enemy, but that was with Jake Gyllenhaal, where he is a teacher and he like bumps into that actor. Do you remember that movie, Trent? Um, Do you remember the weird ending? Not ringing a bell. It's the one at the end of the movie. There's a spider in the bedroom. Do you remember that? That does not ring a bell. Dude, we saw this movie. I'll have to show it to you again. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was a weird movie. Weird movie. I mean, he directed. I probably erased it from my memory if if it was oh, that dude. weird. It was freaking weird. Um, and then Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Um, I mean, Prisoners, which was a twenty thirteen movie with uh, Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal again. Um, Arrival. I mean, Sicario. This so, guy. Like, some some very like artsy movies oh yeah well and and movies that like um they're heavy hitters man like they're just heavy hitters and they're good film and you know one thing that i think dennis villavenu does is he does such a good job at creating these beautiful settings man these beautiful settings and like i mean you look at um i think he got a ton of inspiration from his previous movie from blade runner there's like it just the color palette well, even, even, and even from arrival like i i literally was watching that movie and i was like mm-hmm. there's some arrival tones here oh a hundred percent a hundred percent it's it was it was incredible to see how he designed it right and how he created this these settings and these costumes i mean the whole thing is and and honestly the movie besides its setting you know, besides the CGI, besides the 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 uh, the costuming, right? The acting was phenomenal. Um, the the plot, I loved it. You know, a lot of things that you're going to hear that in the negative about this movie is that uh, it's two parts. So there, this is the first part. This movie is a first parter. Okay, so there's a second part, right? So if you're not a big fan of the two part movie system, again, this may not be for you, right? But there is so much exposition. And if you watch the original Dune, it's a struggle bus because there's a lot of things that the original movie does not get to explain because it's all in essentially one go. Right. 
And this movie does it all or does does a lot of exposition, right? And sets us up and kind of gets us into the world of the Imperium. And Trent, sorry, yeah. do you have something to say? I, I do. Um, so I, I'm going to I'm going to take over from here. Yeah, please. Because as is a bit of a a bit of a background for the movie, um, like like Mark mentioned, this this movie is based off of some books that were written a long time ago. I think it was like the 40s. It was it was way early. Was it sci-fi. the 40s? Now I'm curious. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, I'll look um, it up. And uh, and they made a previous movie, and I think that was the 80s. 1965. I, okay, so the 60s. So yeah. Vietnam era. Um, and they made a previous movie. And I haven't seen it. Mark, you've seen it, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen the original yes. Dune. So um, my perspective, and maybe Mark, so my, Mark and my perspectives might be different on this because he's seen the original. I haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, you, you're talking about how there's a lot of exposition. I was fascinated by like the, the world that they, well, I, should, I say world, it's really like it's outer space. So several worlds. The universe that they live in, um, you find out that there's this empire they call the Imperium. There's an emperor who we don't really know a lot about at this point. Um, and there's some like magic that they can do. There's a lot of interesting tech. Um, it, it's almost kind of <clears throat> like a half, half fantasy, half sci-fi. And there's just a lot of things in the world. One criticism that I had about this movie was that even though I was so interested in the lore, in the world, in what was going on, the people, the cultures, the the magic, um, they they don't explain it quickly. They don't give you an easy answer. So you'll start the movie off, and you'll see um, there's a brief explanation about this planet that the whole movie takes place on, and kind of it's little brief history but then you just are thrown in all of a sudden you see some magic you see this family kind of has like a game of thrones type vibe there's there's some great houses in the empire that have all the money and and the resources and they're kind of there's some plotting going on between them and then all of a sudden you're in the you're in you're in it you're in the thick of this this plot this scheme right and it's it from like a from a person who's never has no experience with dune in the past like myself i i did feel a little overwhelmed trying to keep up with what was happening why certain things were happening why certain characters may have had bias against other other um so that was my critique but but i will say that same critique could be taken as a is like a what's the word um it could be it could be a pro because because they told the movie that way, um, it also made me really interested in the world. And like I wanted to learn more. I wanted to go home and Google all this Dune knowledge to, to figure it out. And I think that that was the intended effect. No, and, and I think, you know, I do agree with you in some ways, right? Which is, yeah, the, the movie does kind of spin you in, right? Throw you in, right? But But I think if you compare it, Right. Again, to the other the original film. Right. That movie was made in 1984. Right. 
So, I mean, it was, I mean, there's not a lot of good movies that came out of the eighties. I mean, you, you've got, you've got some good movies, right? There's but some cult classics. There's some but, cult classics, not, you know, but, but not on the scale that no, no, Hollywood today. not, the, not on the scale of Hollywood today. And, and I think what kind of, you know, what I was going to say, the one thing that comes to mind is although it kind of throws you in, what I mean to say, it gives you more exposition it really does give you a little bit more of a heads up than the original film, because the original film is, is in my opinion, worse. You're so <laughs> you're so confused. Whereas I feel like in this, you at least get to know who the Atreides are, right? You at least uh-huh. get to have some idea who the Atreides are and and kind of the the Harkonnens and why they're bad and how there's like, you know, eight noble families and like what this means. Right. And, you know, and uh, you don't get that from the other film, from the original film. So, yeah. And I, so I will say your critique is valid. Right. I agree with your critique. I would mm-hmm. say, though, for somebody that that viewed the original film, it's a breath of fresh air. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a breath, a breath of fresh air, man. Um, yeah, and I, another thing I want to I want to point out while we're mm-hmm. kind of because I, I want to get the critiques out of the way. And then we can we can launch into everything we liked about it. Right, um, right. Another critique for the film, plot-wise related again, is that a lot of people think that the movie is really slow. And yeah, I can I, I can understand that. Yeah, and 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 I'll I'll say firsthand, I watched this movie at nine forty-five is mm-hmm. when it started, and it's about a two and a half hour movie, I think, start to finish. Is it? Um, yeah. Plus previews, it was almost three hours, mm-hmm. and. Yeah. So I wasn't getting out of the theater until like 1230 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so like I went with my wife and she was like half asleep the whole movie. And and for someone, I mean, oh, granted, it was it was late at night, but it the movie, it, it's it it takes a lot of effort to keep up with what's going on um, up until all the action happens, which is kind of like 60, 70 percent of the way through. So um yeah, there, that's another critique. Uh, I, what do you, what do you think about do you, Do you think that I, they pulled it off? Do you think I, that there's going to be more more here, in the second movie? Yeah, here here's my thing. So for those people that criticize the film for it being too slow, like I said, I, that's another criticism I can understand, right? Um, you know, the pacing of the film, in my opinion, was not uh wasn't slow. I feel like for me, it was it ga- it, it pulled us in. Right. Part one of this of this series is going to pull you in. Right. And I feel like a lot of the action, a lot of the things that we're used to as American moviegoers is going to happen in the second film. Right. And I feel like this this film kind of breaks traditional norms. Right. It doesn't it does. It it breaks a lot of the traditional norms. Um, and, And I was even thinking, like, I'm trying to think of some comps to some other movies that um to other series in fantasy or sci-fi that are similar. And I can't really think of one. Like I, a lot of other movies, it, it almost be like Harry Potter, but instead of having all of this, the climaxes for the first two movies, it just went straight to the climax of the third one or something like it, it that there's a lot of interesting um, exposition and you're learning about the world. It just doesn't have, it, it takes a long time to get to a point where you're like, okay, this is some major like 
character development happening and mm-hmm. the character's finally learning who he is and it, yeah so that that's i think the but but again it's a book so like it's based right. off of this story and that's how a lot of books are and they were just true to the adaptation rather than a hundred percent i a hundred percent agree with you right and, and 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 i think that's the issue for some people is it doesn't work for our brains right now yeah. because so many of us are so like we want that instant gratification, right? You know what it would, yeah. You know what would be this book, this this type of story almost would fit TV better than a movie. If there was like three seasons of eight episodes each, I think that that people would understand that format better because you could fit more storytelling into it, um, and they just put it into a movie. So again, it's not it's not saying that the movie was bad. It was it's just saying it's a different type of storytelling that kind of takes some getting used to before you understand. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. No, dude, that's yeah, it's you're you're a hundred percent right. It's this it's this uh this concept, right? This idea that I you have to wait for the good stuff, right? And and uh that that's what it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. And and not to say that th- there wasn't good stuff in this movie, right? Um, there was a lot of good stuff in this movie, and and even I mean that the the battle scenes that they have during. And by the way, we are going to talk about spoilers, okay? So if you haven't seen the movie yet, now is the time to turn off the the stream, <laughs> okay? So, but um, really, what it comes down to, it there was some there was some cool stuff, like uh, a lot of the the battle scenes that you get with the Hakadians uh, fighting the Atreides. Which, I mean, if you watch the original movie, it's not a surprise, right? And, and you know, it's just, it's so visually stunning, right? I think that is, that's what pulled me the most is the beauty of the actual film, right? And uh, the settings, so futuristic. Like, and not like, um, I feel like sometimes... Not like, not like overwhelming like Star Wars. I mean, Star, right. it, it's more like the original trilogy of Star yeah. Wars where you're on one or two worlds. Right. And you really get to know them intimately rather than like you're seeing like in the third uh, episode three of the Star Wars saga, you know, you're seeing dozens of worlds and you kind of curious about all of them, but you don't really it's just kind of overwhelming. Like you really get to understand this world that they're on. It, it, that's really cool. It's more down to earth, I should say. Yeah, it is. It's much more down to earth. So, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. I apologize. So, no, yeah, you're right. It's it's, it's down to earth. It's you know, it's very. Um, it's there's a lot of concrete, right? Like hewn stone walkways and like these beautiful murals that you see in the palace that well palace i should say that they're at and it's yeah it's it's pretty phenomenal how they set it up right and um like i said the costuming is amazing um there are there's this scene in the beginning of the movie where um this basically this uh excuse me this this uh notary i guess i'd say inter interplanetary notary yeah, kind of, like it's kind of like a like an imperial entourage. Yeah, entourage goes up at this planet. Yeah, and so they land in this giant ship, and like there are these all these like consulate handmaidens wearing these like white suits and these these like bronze white on bronze helmets, 
and like um but you see like uh there's a mix of this um i'd almost say like scottish heritage with the atreides and yeah and and that's kind of going on right and and you're i mean they're not wearing kilts or anything for god's sakes but you know it's it's just there's this i don't know it's just it's this blend of cultures right yeah and and, and- Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say the costuming is really cool because it it it's definitely sci-fi. I mean, they've right. got sci-fi clothing. Even even the kind of like nomadic people that lives on I, what's the planet called that they're on? I I'm not good with the names. Oh, freak! Uh, the where the Atreides homeworld is? The Dune planet. Yeah. Oh, oh. Um... The, the 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 nomad people. That's kind of a a big. Uh, it's a big part of the of the lore. There's this right. nomadic people that lives on the planet. Um, they've still got these really high tech like clothes, but it also feels way more. It's not like weird high tech. It's not like Hunger no. Games where the capital is these weird dudes that you'd never see. Right, it right. It feels practical or like um, like religious, and you can see inspiration drawn from a lot of um, cultures cultures today in the real yeah. world. So, well, yeah, it, like it was said, funny Scottish, but... because even their language wasn't different. They were talking like we would talk to one another. And and yep. a lot and some of that dialogue was there, right? Where and and it wasn't like they were taught like you know, they're they're highborns. They talk about that where like, oh, they're highborns. They're part of this like royal line, this family, right? But they weren't like peasant. It was but they were like I like how they kind of brought that down. Right. Paul talked to people normally. It, uh, Paul Atreides, the main character, um, he's played by uh, Timothy. Uh, gosh, what's his name? Chalamet. Yeah. Oh, Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet. And yeah, so and Rebecca Ferguson, who I think is a baller. She's amazing. Holy crap. Um, for those that don't know, she was in. um uh, oh gosh, <laughs> my mind is totally blanking. Barnum, Barnum movie, help! Oh yeah, she was the wife in the uh, Greatest Showman. No, so she wasn't the wife. She was the. Uh, oh no, she was the. Sorry, she was right, the opera the, singer. Right. Yeah. Right. The, right. Yeah, right. Okay, we won't go. So into that. no, yeah. Movie. So yeah, we're not going <laughs> to dive into that. But she's just amazing. Movie. Yeah, she's yeah, fantastic movie. But Rebecca Ferguson's great. Oscar Isaac did an amazing job, man. Holy crap. I mean, seeing him as Poe Dameron in Star Wars and then seeing him in this movie, I was like, wow, like freaking loved yeah. it, man. And so let's, let's uh, talk about. Sorry, go ahead. I thought you were finishing up. No, yeah. You, sorry. If you want to jump on a different different topic, let's go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to. I, I kind of wanted because we're talking about the acting. Um, I, I know I'm jumping ahead. The larger, uh, the larger sphere of kind of like what the tone of the movie, yeah, um, yeah, like that and that encompasses like the shots, like what kind of oh film, yeah, the, the, it was filmed, you know, the, the filters and and all that type of thing. There's what, kind what of a constant think? sense of urgency. Like, does that make sense? It is very serious. Yeah, yeah there's, there's not a lot of levity. No, no, there's not a lot of levity. And and but so like, yeah, there's this this sort of this just constant urgency. Every scene, it feels like we're on a tightrope. Right. And and that kind of happens with, you know, sort of political tensions. Right. 
especially in movies like this where there's these tribes and there's the indigenous people and there's the Harkonnen who are like these other this other royal family that you'll learn about when you watch the movie that they're kind of creepy and freaking weird. Um, you know, and it's just, yeah, the, the tone of the film is very serious, very, uh, it's, and it's driven by that tone, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Paul Atreides, the main character, he's got so much on his shoulders, right? And I love that, that tone of the movie. I love that, uh, that kind of driving force because what it does for me as the viewer, and I'm not sure if it did that for you, Trent, but it really, it really kept me on the edge of my seat. And I mean, obviously it's cliche, but it's the truth. I literally was sitting on the edge of my seat. I was, it was very tenuous. It's tenuous, just tenuous. Um, also it's very, uh, not just serious, but mystical, right? The, there's some mystical parts of the movie. And for, and for those people that don't like that, that might be a hard, like if I could critique the movie, right? That would be a thing for me is if you're not into the, the, I would say kind of head trippy movies, right? This may not be for you, right? And, but yeah, and I didn't dislike it, right? I liked that part of the film. I liked that it was kind of head trippy where there was some mystical sort of stuff happening in the film, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah, go I mean, ahead. I'm trying to go along with that. The way that the, 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 like the kind of, like even just the camera shades and, and filters that they used, um, it's a lot of it's very dark like camera filters it's shown a lot most of the shots are dark or in kind of suboptimal lighting um it's dim and then but but to counteract that is and and if you if you haven't seen the movie yet you'll see this soon um a big part of the the plot in the character development of paul the main character is he has a lot of these like psychotropic episodes um because again he's sensitive he has a he's like it's almost like the force type thing from Star mm-hmm. Wars. He's he's got like ab- abilities, right? Yeah. And he ha- he keeps having these visions and when he has the visions, the whole camera changes filters. It becomes overly bright. Um there's a lot of like reds and oranges that you see. The whole like just the way that the, the shots are filmed is different. And the cool thing about the cinematography and the way they put this together is a lot of times these visions happen during the normal course of action in the movie and you there's not even really transitions so sometimes you'll see an event happening and you're you're not sure if it's real life or or if it's yeah like in his head yeah and that's that's kind of that part of that like mystic element that you're the mystical about, the element mind, yeah the mind the mind trippy things and but but it's kind of cool because you see the camera you once you start to see how the camera is showing a scene you'll be able to tell is this real life or is this in his head um and so that was really cool because from a character development standpoint from a plot standpoint those are really important those visions i mean it shows that paul is more than just a regular person paul is more right and and honestly that that's kind of what pushes you to continue to like him is you're like he's sort of struggling with this ability and he's struggling with these visions and he's struggling with the the what this means right what these visions mean what they mean for him and they even talk about that um, is in part of the movie where he, they say that his part of his whole character archetype is he's he's between two worlds. 
Mm-hmm. He's in the physical world, which is like his father's line. He's in this Game of Thrones type like house battle. Yeah. It's all very real. It's happening in the moment. There's there's war happening. He has responsibilities. Um, He's he got choices to make. And so that part of him has to be present. He can't be off like chasing some fairy tale. But there's another half of him, his mother's half that you'll learn, where it's mystic. It's he has these things, he, this this path that he needs to learn. He has a destiny. And so it's it's really cool seeing that kind of blending of these two um, really important – They're both of them are important. You can't have one without the other. Right. But they're just this dichotomy of him as a character. No, and 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 it's so true. So true. And, and Paul, I think – or t- sorry, Timothy Chalamet. Uh, uh, he does a good job about uh, putting you in it. Like, I think a, an actor that, that can put you in the hot seat with their character is astounding. Right. And he does that. He translates that nervousness, that fear, that anxiety, that, that it, the character is feeling. He puts it in us. He puts it in us. And you feel that it, from the moment there's a scene where there's this graveyard um, that is essentially the Atreides graveyard. It's, it's their family, line. their family line, right? And we're talking like generations, just generations on generations. Uh, for those that don't know, the setting takes place in the year 10,000. So it is very much in the future. And so, you know, and for him, you know, he has this, this talk with Paul and he's like, basically tells Paul, I know you don't want this. I know you don't want to be in this leadership position, but you have to understand that like, not only is this an expectation, right? Some of the best men in the world don't want to lead, but they have to lead. Right. And I love, and I'm paraphrasing obviously, but I I love that, that uh, kind of talk that he has with Paul about that. And there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of great quotes, man. There's a a time, I mean, even in the original Dune, right? I mean, one of the most famous quotes is fear is the mind killer, right? And and uh, that makes a resurgence in this movie, right? They talk about fear is the mind killer. And and if you want to talk about tone, there's a lot of moral uh, quandaries within the movie Dune, right? Um, you know, and there's a lot of good lessons to be learned. And, you know, I, I love movies like that, too, where it, it brings it ties that in, right? It ties in those kind of. Okay, there's a lesson. There's a, there's something I can take from this movie, right? Yeah. So, um, I also wanted to touch on something else. I wanted to touch on um, the performances that I thought were uh, were impressive. If we can talk about the acting now, sure. Yeah, yeah. You talking about Zendaya's? I don't know how much money she made off this film for four voice lines, but too much, man. For being for being, for being like the cover girl of the of the movie she yeah doesn't too much <laughs> oh well i mean she's she's lost a day fan she she's an important she's a massively important yeah. the movie but she's not really in it you'll you'll I mean, see if you she's she's yet. locked and loaded man she's locked and loaded. she's a, she's in the next she's in the next movie man she's gonna make a ton of money you know what i mean she's making a lot of money yeah so the amount of screen time she gets yeah <laughs> she's i mean it was the easiest five Six million dollars she's ever made in her life, right? <laughs> so, but um, yeah, I I think Zendaya did it. I mean, she yeah, she showed up in the film and 
mystical dream sequences and that was about it um and then one part towards the end and then you know but but again i i have to applaud um timothy chalamet like holy crap man um that guy he is i mean he's devilishly handsome one and two he is gonna have a long career in hollywood man he is gonna do so well because he he just has this brood this brooding look and this and his character was so well done it was so well played um and like i said i already touched on this but uh um i can't remember oh my gosh oscar isaac yeah oscar isaac so i he does such a good job as uh as duke leto atreides he's amazing somebody else who i thought did a great job um, was uh, Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem. If if you don't know who Javier Bardem is, he's been in some pretty uh, amazing movies. Um, he was in Skyfall. Um, he was in. Um, oh my gosh, what is that one movie that I saw? He was in uh, No Country for Old Men. I'm almost positive, unless I have the wrong person. Let's see. The gunman. Oh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Duh, he was in that. Um, anyways, I, I thought he did an amazing job. And um, you know, he was somebody who I thought Loki was was um oh, gosh, he just really drives you. He's part of the people of the the people who live on the planet, the Dune planet. And yeah. uh yeah, he does a great job. Holy mackerel. Yeah. And um, um I, sorry, God. Sorry. No, you I go was ahead. gonna say, like, it's funny because a lot of the A-listers, um, there there was several, like Zendaya was one, but um Jason Momoa and uh Dave Bautista. Mm, Dave they, Bautista, yeah. They weren't they were all in like very minor roles for this film. Well, I shouldn't say very minor. Um they they played they played they played parts. They got they got screen time, but they they weren't like the main characters, which I kind of liked because um, it did give a lot of screen time to like Timothy Chalamet, but also all these other really good actors and actresses mm-hmm. that really shined. And I feel like in a lot of like I don't want to I don't want to name other films, but there I feel like a lot of studios would have been strongly tempted to cast them as leads and have mm-hmm. them get the majority of the screen time just because of the the, the brand value. But oh yeah, having having them in their roles really allowed a lot of other um, people to shine to, to really shine. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and, and by the way, to clarify, uh, Bardem was in fact in uh, No Country for Old Men. Great movie, by the way. If you guys haven't seen it, it was directed by Clint Eastwood. Um. So, but no, you're right. I I like how they kind of put these these. Not I won't say nobodies, right? Because they're not nobodies. They've been in some other things, but you know they're not like a listers. Right. And it, it really kind of opens the door for more movies that they can be in to show their talents and to really put themselves out there. Um, and uh, gosh, man, I like Jason Momoa. I really do. But he's Jason Momoa in every film he's ever starred in, man. He's, it's just <laughs> he's never Jason... going to play like a, a, a middle school teacher. No, no. <laughs> I mean, it's it, that'll be a pacifier situation like with Vin Diesel. It's like I don't think Jason Momoa would ever get cast in that role. He's always right. going to be Jason Momoa. 
And, um, you know, and, and, and typecasting can be great because it can net you a lot of money. Right. But yeah, that poor guy is never going to be in anything of, Hey, are you really a tall, tall, strong guy? Yeah. You'll be in the movie. Yeah. We'll put you here. So yeah, <laughs> I, I feel sad for him that way because he is typecasted, but I mean, you know, if you, if there's, if, there's, if, a, there's a market for that. Yeah. I was going to say, if you, if you're in the market, man, grab the bag, man, grab the bags, get the money. So, but, um, sorry. Yeah. So did you want to bring up anything else that kind of, that kind of pops up to mind for you about the no, movie? I think, I think we kind of covered all our bases. Um, <clears throat> uh, do you, I, I think we could just go into grading. What do you think? I think so. Yeah. Um, all right. Why don't you, yeah, we'll, we'll, why don't you give it a grade and kind of give a quick explanation of why, yeah. why you thought it deserved that. Grade okay. Thing. Uh, Dune, uh, Dune 2021. I'm going to give it, a B minus. Now, the reason why I give it a B minus and not a B plus is because I, 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 I'm not a huge fan of the two part system, right? Not a fan of the, of the two part system sometimes. Right. However, right. The film in almost every other way was exquisite from the acting, the costuming, the settings, uh, the vibe, just the vibe of the movie. Like just just that whole futuristic, the sci fi vibe. It was so refreshing. And I had one friend that I spoke to, uh, you know him, Trent Daniel. And he said, and I totally agree with him that he hasn't seen a movie that made him feel that way. Like that was so epic since something like Lord of the Rings, like for him, it was just so epic in scale and and kind of a world building. Right. And yeah, I, I want to just know more. Yeah. You just want to know more. You just want to be a part of it. And I, I'm a hundred percent. I agree where I'm just like, yeah, I'm so down for more. So, I mean, honestly, I'm leaning towards a B plus, but honestly, I think the true, true to me, B minus it's a great movie. Um, had some, had some shortcomings with its development in its part, in its system of it being two different movies now, but otherwise great film. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So all I think I'm going to go. This is tough. I I think I'm going to say a B. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I the the, that's the thing, though, is like you could go. I mean, you could say you could argue easily for a B minus. You could argue easily for like a C plus. But you could also there would be a lot of people who would argue like a B plus or like even in the A's. Like it really depends. This is a super subjective it's it's divisive too it's such a divisive film that way right and i'm gonna go with b because um a lot of the stuff you brought up uh the the spectacle was magnificent the just just being there especially seeing it in theaters oh yeah like the spectacle the music we didn't talk about the music but no we didn't even touch on that it was hans zimmer by the way hans zimmer who is i'm a big fan of the music's fantastic the, the way that it's filmed, like it, the spectacle itself is phenomenal. Um, the story is also really interesting, but a lot of the things we touched on at the beginning where the story isn't told the whole way, it can get a little slow. Um, it's not for everyone. I don't think like this no. is a movie I think that you want to see, but it's not a movie you're going to be watching over and over. Don't watch it on HBO max. Watch it at a movie theater. 
yeah okay yeah. that yeah i was i was curious why you were saying that but yeah right. and, and so theater. sorry yeah not a bash on hbo max i think it's a great streaming service but i think the film has to be enjoyed in a movie theater so you can watch it on the big screen it's a big screen movie okay yep that's all i'm saying and, and, and right and and like i said you're you're not gonna watch this a bunch of times this isn't this isn't a movie i'll, I'll probably watch it now i'll keep it in my head and then when dune 2 comes out i might watch it one more time just to like get a refresher this isn't a movie you're going to watch over and over again. This isn't a Harry Potter. This isn't a Rings. But um, just like experiencing it is important, at least for one time. So mm -hmm. a B, it's not for everybody. You might like it. You might not. But you need to experience at least the first time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's fair to say. Right. I think it's fair, a fair evaluation. Um, you know, but 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 it's not a bad film. It's not a bad film. It's a great, I think it's a great film, right? But uh, honestly, the second film is going to determine how this works out, really. Yep, that is that is the caveat. Because yeah. the second film ties it all together. It is magnificent. It'll be, a, it'll be, it will honestly be a classic, in my opinion. If the second mm -hmm. film does a good job with, with tying it all up, making it a nice, pretty package, giving us a little bit more, helping us understand, tying it all off. It will be amazing. It'll be a, and, and it, it'll be an amazing film. Yeah. It is like Lord of the Rings, the Lord of the Rings trilogy in that way. Like the first and the second movie have amazing moments, but they're nothing without the third one. The third oh, one dude. ties the story together. Freaking and return so, of the King. Holy shiz, man. Like right, that's so, me so memorable. Right. And, and that, the reason you watch the first two movies now, if the first two movies were standalones, they would be, they'd be okay. But, but it's the third movie that ties the package. Well, look what happened to the Hobbit. Hobbit didn't need three movies, man. Yeah. The honestly, the art, the best Hobbit movie was the first one because yeah. it had the most like memorable plot points. It was fun and so too. That, yeah. So that, that's the Dune experience. If yeah. Dune two is what it should be. And still, ha it still has the spectacle of the first one, and it ties up the plot. Then it will be a, it'll be a great series. But yeah. if it's, if it flops, if it doesn't exactly answer everyone's questions, if the storytelling telling isn't, done, it, it'll, it'll be just a be a bomb. Experience. Yeah, it, it, it will be, in my opinion, a, a, uh, just a waste of time. Like, cause, cause I'm, I now I'm invested. I am invested. Like I, I, <laughs> I want to like go read the books now. Right. Yeah. And like, see, and, and that's the thing. The movie drove you forward. It drove you to like it. Right. You were like, oh man, now, now I want to see everything. Right. And, and Dennis Villeneuve needs to deliver. He needs to deliver. If he does not deliver, this film will suck. And what will be really <laughs> sad, what will be really sad is to waste so much money and 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 create such a beautiful world just to have it just flop on its face. Mark is very passionate. No, about. I, I just, <laughs> dude, I can I, sense the the heat in within I, you. I knew the moment it ended. The moment it ended, I was like, okay, this was dope as hell, but now I gotta wait for a second movie, and that movie can potentially suck. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like I'm not a fan of that, dude. I, I mean, and, and I don't mean to bring up this because, I mean, this is ki it's kind of an easy punch, right? But look at the most recent Star Wars trilogy. Holy shiz. Like, okay, the first movie wasn't that great, but they switched directors. 
and they made it super bad by changing all the motives of the character and then trying to bring it back in some weird way in the third film. Like, I mean, obviously two different movies. I get it, right? But it's that same idea where, like, you know, you don't know what may happen. They can change screenwriters. It, it, it can totally fall into the toilet, you know? And, and I just don't want that, right? Some of the best movies I've ever seen, it takes one movie. The Prestige, Interstellar. Um, obviously, those are all movies by Christopher Nolan. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm not going to lie when I say I'm a Christopher Nolan fanboy. I, I'm sure Trent will also be in that same boat. Um, but you know, it's just, I really hope that he can deliver with the second movie, man. I, I, awesome. it's yeah. Anyways, um, I think that's I think, it. Yeah. I think that's, we've set our piece. You know, I I'll say as well that, uh, you know, I, I won't get on this subject too hard, but I think having movies premiere on streaming services is not necessarily a good call because it, it, and here's my reasoning for that. I think it would have had a much more powerful viewership had it been theater only. And the reason why is because if you want to watch a film like that in the comfort of your home, it's a TV show, right? <laughs> it's a TV show. And, and I mean, True, through and through. It's a TV show. Whatever. Yeah, and, and like, like the movie that probably exemplifies that best is A Quiet Place. Oh, yeah. A Quiet you Place. You see it in theaters. But I watched The Quiet Place 2 from home and it was like, uh, it was okay. Yeah. You're, I, you're, yeah. I just wonder what you, you don't get that same. It's not the same. It's no, not. no, you don't. And 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 again, nothing against streaming services because uh, this. Okay. I wasn't going to bring this up. Squid Games. Okay. We, I, I mean, it's all over the place right now. Everyone's talking about it. It's a great show. It's on Netflix. It's a great show. I loved it. And for some reason, it was so engaging. I haven't finished it yet. I, I'm, I'm on the seventh episode. Okay. But like, it is such a good show. Made for TV. Okay. Um, if that would have been a movie... It would have sucked, right? <laughs> you know, but but that's my thing, right? Is you know, you if you're gonna have a movie platform, right? Have a have it be at the theater, have it be a big time experience for viewers, okay? Because because that movie, Dune, I, I I stress this. You won't. I don't think you'll like the movie if you watch it at home. I don't. I think you'll hate it if you watch it at home. But if you watch it at the theaters. I really think it's it, it'll be something that is, I mean, mind blowing, right? Because you're gonna see it in this big, the way it was. I, quite frankly, the way it was meant to be seen. Okay, right. And and, and I'm sorry, I'm on this. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm on you're this. Very, you're very passionate to uh, tangent about how movie studios are deciding to market their, their products. It's a, it's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say it 100%. It's a bad idea. Make, make TV shows on TV and make movies in the movie theater, right? Um, I mean, I'm not a part of their marketing team or analytics, so I bet you they would just slap a piece of paper in my face and go, look at these numbers. Look at what we're netting. Look at what we're netting, right? But I, <laughs> I just, I don't know, man. 
I think ultimately it's gonna it's gonna make crappier movies, in my opinion. Right? Yeah. I mean, look look at the quality of Netflix. Okay. Nothing nothing against Netflix. Netflix has got some great shows. Okay. But some of its movies, it just has super inconsistent quality. The quality is just not consistent, right? And yeah. and I don't know. I <sighs> we're in the we're in the era of TV, which for better or worse, because movies right. are great. Well, and, oh, and it, YouTube. It's just gonna take. It's just gonna take a lot more. A lot, like like movies like Dune that you have to see in theaters, maybe to to kind of to really enjoy it. Their necessities still. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think we should. We've been we've been rambling on for a bit, so we should probably ramp. Uh, sign off here um yeah we haven't decided what movie we're gonna see next but it's coming no yeah and and i think we're we're gonna discuss it but um another thing is our upload schedule uh last time we did movie fluence it was very inconsistent um and we didn't really talk about it too much but uh honestly i mean you're gonna ex- i think you're probably gonna expect movie fluence episodes on the weekend you're gonna get them on the weekend probably would that be right to say Trent? I think, yeah, I mean, I think it, it really, again, and this kind of, some, kind of something we said in the past, it'll probably depend on what good movies are out there. But yeah, if it's the, it's like the if, season, if right? The dry, if we're in the dry season, then then it might be every other week or so. If, it, if we're in the dry season, you're, you're getting Netflix shows, man. You're getting you're getting streaming services. OK, and and that's that is what I that's when I'll start cracking out Netflix series or whatever. You know what I mean? So right, right, but but hopefully here in the we're getting into the good, the good, the good movies at the end of the year and into early January. So um, oh yeah, man, we're expecting them soon. So oh. yeah, we'll talk about it real, real quick. And real quick on the docket, uh, there is a movie that Hugh Jackman is going to be in that I want to watch so bad. Um, and we should definitely, we should definitely reminiscence. Reminiscence. Have you seen the trailer for that? I don't think so. Oh man. Okay. Anyways, for those that are watching, watch the trailer for Reminiscence. It looks very intriguing. Um, it has to do with memory and it's kind of science fiction-y, and I love it. Trent, watch the trailer. Anyways, thanks guys for watching Movie Flints. Obviously, this is on my Wattack um, you know, Twitch stream. But for those that are watching, thank you so much. Appreciate you. And have a good freaking weekend. See ya. See ya, everybody.